you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. First of all, I'm a curmudgeon when it comes to Halloween. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. But I celebrate your right to enjoy Halloween because we live in a free society. That's Hi right. and hello and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. I hope all's well wherever you are. Things are positively festive here as we enter the home stretch of 2017, the second half of the 2017 NFL season, and the best part of holiday season because now it's fall and on the other side of, uh, of uh, this month switch into November, now everything has that delicious pumpkin spice smell in the air. Oh, I love that. And then it's Christmas. It's great times. Let's say hello. We have Ike Taylor coming up, Colleen Wolf coming up. We have a whole bunch of good stuff coming your way. First, let's say hello to our main man, the UCLA Hall of Famer, the Jacksonville Jaguar superstar, the Oakland Raider for a year. Now the voice, the analyst of uh, your Los Angeles Rams. It's Maurice Jones-Drew. What's the poop, fella? Oh, we, oh, we got a song for you. Hold on. Straight out of Oakland. That's where he's born and grown. Drafted by the Jaguar. Addicted to the end. All right, that's enough. He's addicted to the end zone, blah, blah, blah. We get it. How many times, by the way, Maurice, did you – I'm fascinated by NFL-level talents – and how they must have played among regular people, namely in high school. I remember my high school basketball team played Darrell Porter, who was at his best, was the sixth man for a good pit basketball team. And he put 40 on us in one half. And he was, like I say, a mar- he didn't play in the NBA or anything. How many times to- did you score a touchdown every time you touched it in high school? No, not every, almost though. I mean, literally, how many touchdowns did you get in a season? Um, In high school? Mm hmm. That's tough. Uh, I don't know. It just depends. Like, my junior year, I was a backup, so I, I carried the ball 56 times. A backup to whom? Uh, Two guys that were seniors, and uh, we ran a three-back three back road. I know, but were year. they good? Yeah. One went to Michigan. One went to uh, UNLV. So, they were, I mean, they were scholarship guys. They played well. Um, I think I might have scored, like, almost 20, 25. There are some numbers. You see some guys. I, it's hard to fathom. Like, what if uh, – I guess we saw a little bit of LeBron's high school career. It's just it, – it's funny to think, especially those NBA guys, how did they not score 180 points every game? All you had to do was just pitch it down to them. Well, if they were 6'8", how many 6'8 so, so, kids are there? So, there? In, my, in my high school, it's different now, and I'm trying to, like, go back to how we used to play. We only got to touch the ball, like, five times a game. So you had to score within those five touches, and you know if you did five touches. Oh yeah, we. I mean, we had games where I score. I touched the ball four times, and I scored four times. It just was one, like this is how it was because they were like, we're not going to run the score upon people. So if you score, if it's twenty eight zero, you're out of the game. And so we would play, and 
You know, we just then it was Damashek time or the equivalent of Damashek. No, 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 no. Put I him mean, in. Well, T.J. Ward was on our team. He was a uh, at that time he hadn't, hadn't grown to where he was. He grew like seven inches after I left. He was amazing. Um, we had other players that you know my senior, my junior year and senior, we had twelve guys go to the NFL. My goodness, and no wonder that was named the best high school team in history it was. By, by whoever named it that. Yeah, recently. it was. Uh, I forgot what magazine it was, but it was it was cool. Well, that's great. And uh, Maurice talking about his pals, uh, Zach Miller on your mind this yeah, week. Man. Uh, I, you know, listen, best to him. That was a horrific thing in uh, in New Orleans. But uh, good for you, Maurice. I, uh, I I understand you're traveling to visit him in New Orleans. Yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow morning. Man, you're go see my guy. You're a peach. That's uh, nice I stuff. It. I know you're a busy guy and uh, family. Not too busy Bay when someone almost loses their leg. To no, indeed. Say, say, I hope you're. I hope you're okay. Uh, listen, that's uh, easier said than done to jump on the plane and do all that uh, with uh, with your life going. So good for you uh, on that one. All right, let's talk about some football, shall we? And uh, a lot of trades going down here. We have a lot of some different big things. ones. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're sitting here pretty much at the midway point in the in the season, and this is it's crazy. We've sat on this very show on more than one during more than one season and said, how come all the other leagues trade and the NFL almost never does? Well, they're making up for it. And how this entire season, even before the season it, got it going. It baffles me, though. To I mean, Buffalo did majority of the trading, which was cool. I get it. You got some guys that you want to change your culture. You feel like some of these guys aren't going to do that. You move them. Understand completely. But to see the Niners trade for Jimmy Garoppolo at week eight, why not do it week one? What are the well? What are the Patriots up to? Well, they only have one quarterback on their roster. I, well, they're um, going to have Brian Hoyer. By the time uh, you're listening to this, it, he may already be. It seems okay. like because I know he was part of the trade, but it was like too much money or something. They cut him or whatever. Yeah, I, so I mean, it's, he'll play it makes for sense. Minimum or whatnot, but but still, it's just what an upgrade in the looks department, though, right? No, no question. No, no knock on Brian Hoyer, but he ain't exactly. I mean, uh, he looks like the hairless cat. You go from the hairless cat to now a you know a GQ model. I yeah. But my biggest thing is, and I have some boys. <laughs> I'm like in my hairless cat. Yeah, that's I said that was awesome. Right, but we were. I'm in this chat last night, and a bunch of my boys are Niner fans, and I'm like, guys, temper your expectations. He only played three games. It's unbelievable. Hey, Colleen, how are you? Oh, look who it is! Ding dong, the wolf. Look at it. she just she's she owns the world now. She thinks she walks oh, in. Oh, mid sentence. I don't care. My team's in first place. As, as she I, should. This is so nice. I love being able to just like blow up whatever conversation no. you guys are having every. Oh, I said every week. My my grand entrance. I got the Eagles and I and we got Ben Simmons and oh, the process and you, the Flyers aren't the worst team in the league. The We're the biggest, best. The biggest Eagles guy around That's here right. the last few weeks, and now all of a sudden you're like too cool for the Eagles. No, really? I'm not too cool for him. I'm I'm on board. I'm re- I, I'm flying fire. along with America's team. Oh. I declared him America's team back in September. Listen, I've been Chris Long, Malcolm Jenkins, Tory yeah. Smith, uh-huh. Carson Wentz is good times. Now they have uh, Jay Ajayi. That's what we're talking about right now. The wonderful. Look at that perfect timing. Well, I want to yeah. hear from you about it. Yes. But finish your so, thought there, Marie. But I had to tell people you have to temper your expectations. Only played three games, Jimmy Garoppolo. Right? We don't. He got hurt. The third game of the year, right? Wasn't it wasn't his third game he got hurt? Uh, yes. Yeah. He, played, yeah, he started those first two. No, he, he got hurt during. Yeah, yeah, I guess so, because then Brissett came in in game three. Anyway, yes, yeah. he barely played. So whatever it's a little it foggy. Right yeah, well, I don't remember. It was last year. But um, we don't know how good. He only threw 94 passes. And you're trading a second-round pick for this guy? Like, we don't know what I would – like, he, you're – C.J. Beathard has played more games, has more oh game experience God. than this guy. Like, it's just it's just so crazy. People are like, all right, he's the one. He's going to be the guy right there. Well, Chris Wessling said um, uh, earlier with with this trade that, um, well, though you know, this is great because, uh, you know, he learned at the knee of Brady and uh, was, so was, was tutored, was tutored by Bill Matt Belichick Matt and Castle. all that. <laughs> yeah, Ryan that's exactly, Hoyer. That was, that, that's exactly right. Yeah, so was Ryan Mallett and so was Matt Cass. And Brian Hoyer. And Brian Hoyer, right. But who knows? I mean, They've all been fine, but they have I – mean, well, Ryan Mallett's been wonky. But, yeah, not like any of those guys went on to superstardom. In fact, you would describe Bill O'Brien the same way as you would Kyle Shanahan a couple years. Oh, he's an offensive wizard. This mm-hmm. is a perfect spot for Mallett. Didn't work out down there. I don't know. I mean, listen, Garoppolo's a nice kid from what uh, – that 
that much I can share. Do you know him? Do you know him that well? We've we've met a couple of times. Sure. He seems like a delightful fellow, but that doesn't mean that he's going to produce. I I don't know. It stinks for Kirk Cousins No, it doesn't. No? Kirk Cousins still has – we talked about this. He still has the Browns, the Mm -hmm. Jets, the Jags, and the Cardinals – yeah, there's, a, there's a ton of teams that need quarterbacks still. I don't know if I would want to go to any of those. You teams. don't know. Well, I got more. Hey, listen, go price here, price. let me keep going with well, you. Well, the Jags. I By think. the way, let's not just look at how things stand right here and now. The Cincinnati Bengals, you, I mean, are they committed to their quarterback oh. situation past this year? If you look at what the, how things are shaking out there, what about Denver? I mean, there, there are plenty oh, of Den- places. I oh, my to say God, Denver. yeah. Especially I mean, after you- last night watching that fiasco. Oh, I mean, he still has a. It's crazy how many, how much money he's going to make in the in three years. Good span. for him. Well, listen, we'll see with Garoppolo. I'm not. Oh, I, I'm just not over the moon. Think about it this way. I know everybody's. Oh, I don't know if you guys heard. Tom Brady's the sixth round pick, and okay, huh. Kirk Cousins is as uh, has played pretty well. But for the but the vast majority of guys who succeed at quarterback are first round draft picks. That's the way it is. That it's a pedigree game more often than not and there are a couple of outliers that disprove that rule. But, you know, generally speaking, a guy, well why was why was Garoppolo in the draft process not oh, he, you know, a team that needs a quarterback should go get him in the first round. It was a lit, it felt at the time like a little bit of a reach for the I, Patriots I, I just, to get him. I, for me it's, it's just if this was your guy Mm-hmm. And and I can understand from the Patriots because the rumor was the Browns offered a second round and some change during the draft, and it wasn't enough. So they held on to him as long as they could. But I personally feel like if he's that good, you're not going to get rid of him. Right? Because you don't know how long Tom Brady's going to Brady's – well, You don't does, know how long he's going to What does that last. tell you? What does that tell you? It means that the Patriots must really fancy somebody in that draft. Or, right? Or yes, yes and or Tom Brady is like unhuman. Right. He's just going to play forever. Bill Belichick <laughs> just like built him in a lab somewhere. Yeah, or Bill Belichick is like, all right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and retire when Tom retires. And right. we're going to just walk out to the sunset. And it's on you, Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Draft whoever you want in 2018 because exactly. uh, we're out of here. Me and uh, TB are out of here. Like, the Wolf. Yes. Answer this one. Though. Okay. Let's say Tom Brady gets hurt, gets injured somewhere in late December. How far can Brian Hoyer take? Stop the New it. England? Don't stop it. Nothing. No. Don't stop nothing. Really? People love to talk about Matt Castle going 11-5. and five. People love to point at that one. See, it's Belichick. I'm, I know that Brian Hoyer, yes, he may have played with the Patriots at one point, but that was a while ago. There's no way he's just, like, going to go there and if Brady goes down, be able to carry the team with that defense. I don't no know. No way. Why not? Garoppolo and Brissett, uh, when what they go crazy. three and one you without literally him. traded – I know two quarterbacks in. One, I don't. You know what? It's neither. It's not for me to say. I. I. I'm a. Every time I talk bad about the Patriots, everybody jumps. On it's my so back, true. So it's so. I'm true. just gonna say it's hard to. No. It's hard to cast aspersions on what the Patriots choose to do this century. That being said, it does feel like there's a potential that this is a little bit of arrogance. Like, yep, you Tom think- Brady is made of of more metal than. Than flesh at this point, and we there's no chance anything bad could happen to this 40 year old man. I Weird. I don't know. It really is. Next up, let's talk about uh, the Wolves team. Jay Ajayi, what do you think about this? How what was your gut reaction? So I was getting ready this morning, and I was watching Good Morning Football, and they were talking about it. And at first, I thought it was a joke. Like I thought that they were playing well, on, some type of quick. game. The or, break, or prank. You were up that early, and you're just now getting to work. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I've That's been what... here for like a half hour. Yeah, but Good Morning Football was – what time were you – I was you... probably watching the re-air. Doesn't it re-air? Okay. I don't know. Come on. Why are, you, why are you coming at my routine? Because I, I, I just <laughs> thought Colleen was like – you You to me seem like one of those girls like, hey, let's go out to eat dinner. Like, oh, give me five minutes. I didn't expect it to be like – I'll just put on a ball cap. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Oh, just give me five minutes. I'm just going to throw on a hoodie and we can go. So I'll put yeah, on my Ron Jaworski like mustache actually, and I'm ready to go. Right. That is what I do. Yes, I get that oh, okay. out of the closet. And, yes, I put that on. No, I uh, – I, so I was listening to them talk about this, and I thought it was one of their games that they that they right. play. And I was like, wait a minute, this is real? Are you s- so okay? That means the Eagles are really buying into themselves right now, which I, like okay, of good. course. But they they're stocking up at this point right now for the long haul. And I mean, I, I guess I, I just never really saw them bringing in a running back. I, I didn't see that as as somebody that they would they be must trading be, for. Don't you they think they're sad the that they didn't get Dwayne Brown? That's what, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, if anybody, I expected them to trade for an offensive lineman that since Jason Peters went down. So that kind of came out of left field for me. Well, I heard that the Peter or 
Dwayne Brown was supposed to get traded to the Seahawks before, mm-hmm. before the game, and they were like, ah, we're gonna wait till after we play you guys, and then we'll make it happen. Oh, is that right? That was that's like one of the rumors that came out was like, all right, this deal was set in place way before the game. You know, he came back. Yeah. That was why he came back because it was supposed to be done, and they were like, well, we're gonna wait. Just you're gonna play for us one more time. And, well, savvy. That was the right move. Now to the matter at hand, or not matter at hand, two months from now, it'll be the big issue. Who is the best team in the NFC? Who's going to the Super Bowl at the halfway point? I'm stay. I, I'll just say up front, just because I'm not going to go back and mulligan my picks from preseason. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm going to stick with Seahawks over Steelers in the Super Bowl, and I don't think that looks all that bad right now. They it still no. does because that defense is first of all what people didn't see. All right, but who's better than them in the NFC besides? Well, I, I feel like Eagles. I feel like the Rams literally should have beat. They should have blow, blew them out. I mean, they were they had five turnovers and still almost won the game. I think yeah. the Rams are a better team the than the Seattle Seahawks. Too. The, Sa- the Eagles, with all the Eagles need, they just need a running game. And that's why they went and got J.H.I., right? They think that the running back is going to help. It may help. I don't know. You got LeGarrette Blunt. You have J.H.I. We'll see how it works out. Um, I both think- guys are big enough to play left tackle. <laughs> that's true. Maybe try him out there. Who knows? No, no, no. You're not going out of the game. <laughs> one of you carries it and the other one blocks. Yeah, you, you switch you back know. and forth. I worry that Carson Wentz is not even going to last the full season, though, because of the amount of times he's gotten hit. He's a young Every guy, Every single man. team blitzes back. on them, though, because they know that that offensive line doesn't protect. I mean, their blocking is kind of a mess. You need an offensive line, and that's why. Uh, but, you know, it's crazy. All these teams that we're talking about, their offensive line is okay. Like, the Rams have the best offensive line in that situation, but their right side is eh. They're playing well, but they're not, like, you know, a full offensive line. Seattle, one guy is not going to change that mess. Yeah. That, that That's just crazy. One guy, Dwayne Brown, is not going to be able to play all five positions. And then you talk about the Eagles losing Jason Peters. That, uh, that hurts. That is a, one of the weirder things going is uh, the Seahawks' defense. What, what well, I mean, there's no – Well, I was going to say – Earl Strange. Thomas. That was weird. He may not play this week. Sounds like he's not going. Yeah, he got yeah. hurt. He pulled his hamstring. Yeah. We saw it. It's, there's no such thing as a slight pull. Either you pulled that thing or you <laughs> didn't. There's just it's, 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 it's black and white. It's no grayer in that. He pulled his hamstring. That's at least, unless you have, like, the magic doctor with the magic hands to, like, fix it. Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's going to take, you know, a couple weeks to get that thing right, and hamstrings tend to linger as well. Let's get to it then. The Q&A, and uh, when I say Miyagi, that reminds me of Karate Kid. And, of course, uh, Daniel-san on Halloween with his new gang, you know, when he had moved from uh, from across uh, the continental U.S. out to L.A. Uh, or the Encino. Where was he? I, I, I think he was in Encino. Encino-ish area, Reseda area. And he goes to the party, and he wears a West Chandler jersey, a Chargers blue oh. West Chandler. Oh, it's glorious. It's one of the great TV – one of the Great uh, um, sports jersey wearings in movie history. Perhaps even number one. Let's talk some Halloween. Yes, Emma VP? We have a song now for it? Ooh. The Q&A! It's time for the Q&A. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> what do you say? It's going to be a great day. It is yeah. time for the Q&A. When the hell did that happen? Every I, window is shattered in this place right now. <laughs> Hold on. I thought you were really singing. Right was, now? Live? Yeah, I was like, is that Colleen singing <laughs> Move over, Archie and Edith Bunker at the start of All in Whoa. the Family. Now Damashek and the Wolf are making uh, beautiful music together. That you was good. should take this uh, show on the road. No question. Hey, by the way, I understand that uh, we all made an appearance on your uh, Good Morning Football, the weekend edition. Yes. Me, Maurice, Ike, and uh, the Wolf all driving around in the car on the streets of And it's of only LA. because we were still alive. Yeah, because it's we, only because we almost here. died twice, but we made it. Shout out to my main man, Jason Hartelius. Yes, he says get Damashek. You know what this show needs? It needs more, more Damashek. Damashek. Oh, also shout out to Mike Garofolo. He's now a Proud father, of a yes. little girl, Carmen Rosa Garofolo. Muzzle tub yeah. to him and yes. uh, and the misses on that uh, on that news and uh, more festivities to talk about. Like I say, it's Halloween. Let's rank the candy, shall we? I put out my holiday treat rankings earlier in the week, and uh, not surprisingly, I got a lot of pushback on Twitter for this it. This isn't candy. Treats, I said, sister. Treats, okay. please. I said that what I don't like Green is, beer? for some reason, all the cools out there have decided that it's funny or 
whatever to denounce candy corn, and it's like that's all right, it's fine. You see, you have it once a year. It's no. it's not good. I, I listen. No. I'm not holding it up as a as a delicious treat. It's fine. It's, yeah, it's, it's in the same category as Peeps for me. I'm just I don't. I think it's worse than Peeps. Ooh, the Easter things with the marshmallow, the marshmallow. And the sugar. It's better than Peeps. Gross. I've never, I've never had that. You've never had a Peep, and I won't have one. You should. I don't know that you won't. I don't know that you should say that this early on. You you don't know history. You don't know future. I, I, don't, don't know I, know, I know. I know. I know. I know future that I won't have it. Right, we'll see. If now I'm on a mission to make you try. I'm not going to do it. They're gross. They're marshmallows, ew, and they have ew. this like they have the thick on sugar here, on them. Everything oh. on here is horrible, except for the candy cane. No, candy cane is the worst holiday. A Cadbury treat. egg? Are you kidding me? I'd rather have a Cadbury egg any day over a candy cane. Candy cane. So what about what Pop about the, what about okay. the, the uh, caramel apple pops? You ever remember those? Oh, like candied apples. Yeah, you don't have those on there for what holiday? It's a it's, it's a Halloween it's a, it's a Halloween thing situation. Yeah. A candy apple? Yeah, yeah. That's what you do for Halloween. You get the the caramel around the apple. I love that. I didn't know. I like never knew a caramel Halloween parties. Halloween parties. Yeah. I'm then, sorry, I mispronounced it. Caramel. It don't matter. It's caramel. 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 Sounds better when you say it the way I do. <laughs> My rankings go like I? this: candy cane is the uh, is the worst. Then in the top seven, peep apple pie at number five, candy corn. At number four, the Cadbury egg. At number three, box chocolate. That's Valentine's Day. Your your palate is old. You number old- two, <laughs> green beer. I know what it does to the color of your uh, of your issue, but I don't even know what that does. I never. I don't drink beer. Makes it never green. had green beer. Yeah, but it's beer is the point. And then uh, number one, pumpkin pie. Although people wow. did send along some. Oh, Eddie Spaghetti pointed out uh, the uh, the the popcorn tin. That's yeah, a good one. The one that has a different popcorn in it. As the three, for but what? I don't. I only liked it for Christmas. People give that oh, to you know what right. I'm talking about, right? It's yeah, the, yeah, got the yeah. divider and it's got the cheese. But that's the thing. <laughs> only the cheese is good. No, like the, the caramel popcorn. Is nah, great. I don't like the caramel. Are that's you, like yeah. ja- that's like Cracker Jacks, which I'm not into. I'm over it, man. I'm I, over I it. Get What's your number one? My number one candy. Don't say candy cane. No. If it's if it's gonna be a candy cane, it can't be the original candy. It can't be the peppermint one. It has to be the one that has like the uh, different flavors in it when you bite it. It has like the green. It's like oh, an apple. No, I'm so, that is strawberry. actually making my stomach hurt right now. What? Like thinking it's a little dramatic. The no, one. no, actually, I haven't eaten breakfast yet either, so that could be. Yeah, that, that's probably. <laughs> it. I I'm a big. I mean, and my youngest son, we had to we had literally had to cancel his candy for the year because he's eating candy every day now. Canceled for the year. So he can't have any more candy until the new year. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. Big, I'm a big Skittles guy. Skittles oh, or Peachos no. or Apollos, all those. Oh. You know Skittles are just Starburst, but with a harder shell around Yeah, Starburst. Throw them in there, too. All that is fine. Like jelly beans, the Starburst jelly beans, all that is fine. Cause I My like favorite flavor. question is around candy season is which fruit flavor most closely approximates the actual fruit it's intended to represent? The green apple. That's a great oh, answer. Oh, that's good. The green, that's fact, good. It's better than an actual yes, green apple. It is. It is. He loves the green apples, apple. Though. I know. I, I and I hate I green like apples, green and we apple. park our cars in the oh. same garage. And that's where we meet in the middle. The green apple candy. I'm a cherry girl, like across the board. But it doesn't taste like cherry. It just tastes like red Kool-Aid. I don't care what it tastes like. It's great. It's I, I the like the cherry Kool-Aid flavor, one. but yeah. that's a different conversation. The right. what? The fruit flavor, for the record, that does the worst job. Is but in fact improves upon. No, I'm sorry. The diminish. I'm getting confused. <laughs> bananas. Oh, I don't ew. like bananas, and I don't like banana candy. No. So I don't like either one. But neither. But no. Banana candy doesn't taste like a banana. No. But I don't like either of them. Grapes. Grape. Ew. I like a red grape. It was the Shecky Award winner in 2016, and. Grape candy is fine, I guess, but grape candy tastes nothing like a grape. No, grape As nothing, soda is and also yet, disgusting. But all grape oh, candy grape tastes the same. Cool. Really? Who decided that that is the flavor of grapes? Because everybody uses it. Every candy that is grape tastes the same, but it has nothing to do with an actual grape <laughs> it flavor. It doesn't anything like where that. Heck, no. Where'd that come from? I don't know. They should be fired, whoever came up with that formula. Ooh, We're into – Emma VP's yeah. had it with this conversation. She said, let's move on. I, I, oh, I absolutely love this conversation. I love candy. I love treats. I just right. want to make sure we get to some of the questions, What's your too. number one, sister? I'm going Christmas cookies. Oh. Sugar, that's yeah. a little – that's, that's a little that's a fast and loose. You might as well okay. call it a snickerdoodle. Like I like pastries. Yes. Chocolate chip cookies. 
Stuff that you chew with your mouth. teeth. What I mean, what kind of standard is that? I like Christmas cookies. That's like sugar with sprinkles on them. I feel like what, cut out like a like a Christmas tree. I have to pour sugarless soap sprinkles. No sugar with cookies sprinkles. in my house. You have to pour what? I have to pour soap on them. I have to throw them away and pour soap on them because what? I can't. I have no self control. If there's <laughs> if there's chocolate <laughs> in my house, I can't. I they have to go. They have to leave. Wait a second. If there are cookies in your home yeah. to prevent yourself from eating them, <laughs> yeah. you I can't, soap them. It's not enough just to throw them in the trash can because they're still on top of the trash can. They're still there. So I Dawn doesn't just make the grease go away. It makes the pastries go away, they, too, yep. from the wolf's mouth. Yep. Yeah, they have to be destroyed. Boy, you, that's that's. If I tell dark. you guys this, you guys would be like. How you have to punish yourself like that. I'm <laughs> allergic to chocolate, so I've never like. You are? Like, I can eat chocolate chip cookies, and they're okay. It doesn't bother me as much. But, like, certain chocolate, like Kit Kat bars or Snickers or something they put in it, I'll break out in high. So I've never been a chocolate fan. Whoa. So that saved me. And he's never had a peep. And I don't know what that is. Wow. He's just been eating green apples his whole life. I opened Q&A today. <laughs> All right, let's salt? get to yes. it then. Here's our first salt question. Chip. Um, oh, I want to ask you this. I asked Ike this as well. And Jay Ajayi moves and uh, on, on this day. So uh, I was watching Shady McCoy, and I know you're a big fan of his, Maurice. I was watching him, and I, you know, I'm so smitten with uh, Levy and Bell's running style. I've never seen anybody run in that fashion. I go Billy Sims. You're both too young probably to remember him. But Billy Sims, loved watching sweetness, Walter Payton. Who's your favorite uh, running style? Like Shady McCoy has has a, has a timeless kind of like I could see him running in 1974 the way he the way he wiggles out there. People get upset, and it's a name that we normally kind of like dismiss. But I tell people O.J. Simpson's style and what he That's did right. was one of the greatest things ever. I mean, he rushed for so many yards in so many games, and he was ahead of his time because he was one that used the cutback. That style was crazy, right? But then as I got when I started watching football was Barry Sanders. Mm. And I think still to this day and, and and this was something that I learned from Le'Veon, his style is what got him not recruited to Ohio State and all these other places because wow. people didn't like that style. They wanted you to hit the hole hard so Michigan State got to steal. But Barry Sanders style, that cutback running style, it, it it plays all throughout because yes, I like the playmaker style. I'll get a 2-yard loss, a 3-yard loss for a 70-yard run. I'll take that any time of the week. You get the ball in his hands in space, they can make plays. I'm, I'm a playmaker, so I don't like the one-cut power. I don't right. like those guys. I, this league is about excitement and making plays. So part of making a, a two-yard run exciting is cutting and juking and all those things. That's what Shady McCoy does. You know what's funny yeah. about that, though, because Levy and Bell told me that exact same thing about Barry Sanders and and that dead leg yeah. cut that he loves to make, and that's his idol and everything. What's ironic about that is is that Levy and Bell never gets tackled for a loss, which Barry Sanders often did. Always did. He was always trying to hit the home run. Levy and Bell always falls forward. Oh. But that's that's a an interesting point. The Wolf, who's your favorite I, stylistic I, runner? I love watching McCoy run. I love the way that he dances. Like, I mean, every play, even if he if he doesn't get a lot of yards, mm. if he's not getting chunk plays, he's still trying to make something happen. He's still trying to get in the heads of the defenders, and I love it. It's so much fun. The playmaking I, style, man, it's unbelievable. Yeah. My my favorite of all time would probably be Maurice Jones-Drew. Mm. Oh, thank you. But you know who else I enjoyed greatly? Fred Taylor. Oh. Legitimately. He was, I mean, uh, there's yeah. no one, by the way, football fans uh, within the sound of my voice. If you go and pull NFL players of a certain age, Maurice on down, and you say who – well, you know, what football player was the best? You know, who was the best player you played? It's amazing how often Fred Taylor's name We asked Mercedes Lewis. On it's crazy out. how often people say people him. It's like, he is kind of a borderline Hall of no, Famer. You have to remember this. Fred was 235 pounds and ran a 4-2-6. Fin- but the other thing was wow. he finished wow. every run. Finished he punished every everybody. Run. No one knew that. Like, when I got to Jacksonville, we would race, and I ran a 4-3. 4-2-6? So he, he was rolling. He mm. was the number nine pick in the draft. He was unbelievable. You would watch his college tape. He just was hurt the yeah, first half would. of his career. So, we would run. We would race. Like, we'd work out to the other. We'd train. And I'm, like, running. And I was fast. Like, I was a track guy. I ran 10-4, 10-5. So I was like, I can run. He was running past me. Really? Like, and I'm like, dude, there's Holy no crap. way. And, I mean, at that time, Fred was, like, 26, 25, 26. 
And I'm like, there's no way this dude is running this fast. Let's get fast. Fred out here. It'd be yeah. fun because I've kibitzed with him a few times. He's a delightful fellow. Maybe the thing that betrays his uh, dynamic running style is that even when he was playing, he looked like he was like one of those uh, 38-year-old guys. You know, he has that face. Yeah, he has, a, he has an older <laughs> face. You know what I mean? All right, let's hear from uh, – what's our first question here? It's about the, the upstart Buffalo Bills. Uh, it says, uh, what are the chances – from Silver Scorpio 77, what are the chances of the Bills actually making it to the postseason this year? The Wolf, we'll start with you. That, he, that guy looks familiar. Joe T's headshot is amazing. Black it's, and white, he went with – or I guess, I guess he's with a friend. I do see a shoulder in there. Yeah, that looks like our pal Sully there. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it sure Tennessee's does. Sully. Yeah. So chances, I think that they're actually uh, the Bills right now are maybe one of the biggest surprises to me. Can of, they keep it up year. though, the Wolf? I know, and I was actually looking at their schedule, and if I remember correctly, I think it was their schedule. They have five, four of their last five games are against division opponents. So their last three are straight division opponents too. That's going to be tough for them. I think that their defense right now looks good. And LaShawn McCoy, the way they all of a sudden he's just heating up and it figures because I just traded him on my fantasy. That's usually what happens. But let me tell you, I have to tell you guys this. We have to give Tyrod Taylor props. He is throwing to guys that I've never heard. I was just going to say, we talk about, we talk about what you need to go into the playoffs and the bills aren't there yet, but, once again, the latest example of one thing you don't need to be good in the NFL is really high-end wide receiver. Well, think about That's this. clear. I played with Andre Holmes in, in Oakland, and he was a good deep threat for us. He was a big body, 6'5". He can jump up and catch the ball, but he struggled catching the ball with his pinkies uh, to touching, right, so his hands underneath. And to see him make some of these catches like yeah. that shows that he's improved. But he's their, like, fourth or fifth wide receiver. I mean, Zay Jones has been hurt. You're bringing a guy off the street from last week. Jordan Matthews is fine. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. that, there's no, like, they're just out there. He's just making plays, and it, it really comes off of the running game, right, because they're doing a lot of play-action pass, yeah. and guys are getting open. You have Logan Thomas out there yeah. who two weeks ago, I mean, he caught a touchdown. That This is a guy who was a quarterback before. And exactly. Tyrod Taylor's line last week, his stats don't even indicate how well he played because of what he was doing on third downs and what he was doing using his drive and live. Yeah, I, mean, I want to say this. Much as I will often pat myself, you know what, I, what, what, what gets <laughs> under my skin is when people who didn't see something coming says, no one saw the Philadelphia Eagles coming. Well, Damashek <laughs> did. I picked them, so somebody yeah. saw them being good. You can say, oh, no one saw the Buffalo Bills coming. Maurice Jones-Drew picked him to win the AFC East. You did at the beginning of the year? What? You standing by that? I have to. <laughs> it has no choice. But I picked him before they traded everybody, too. It was just like one of those things. Like I was like, oh, well, that's out the window. Mm-hmm. And now they're winning. You've I mean, been making some crazy calls this year. But they have they, – you know what? I, what I understand is they have really good coaches. And they, they, their coaches when, – when I mean really good coaches is they're not asking their players to do things that they don't – they normally don't do. Right. Right? So we're going to play cover two – really well, we're going to play cover four really well, and then we're going to blitz and play cover three behind it and just don't get beat deep. And literally, they that's what they did, and they just get their hands up and they're tipping the ball up, and guys are opportunistic, taking picks to the house. I mean, I really believe the Raiders were going to go in there and win that game. And it was 7-7 going into half, and I was like, all right, the Raiders have a chance. You come out of half, you, you know, you boop, fumble in there, guy catches the ball, take yeah. it to the house. It was like they do this week after week after week. They went to Atlanta, destroyed Atlanta. I mean, they're beating teams left and right. I, I don't. I'm a it, snob. I gotta see it keep going here a little bit more yeah. to, before I buy that this. Well, they, this you're rushing for 150 continues. yards a game. I mean, that's a lot. I know. I'm. I. I you know. I just. Uh, yeah. Call me a stinker. I'm. I. I the Bills have. It, it just doesn't add up that, it that they make gave sense. away. It. It seems clear to me that their decision was. 2017 is a year in which we are redefining our organizational philosophy, purging all the people who don't want to do it. And in 2018, the cap will be in good shape and we won't be a good team, so we'll have a high draft. And 2018 will be our year. You know what it is, though, too? The turnovers. Like, they are plus 14 in turnover differential, and they haven't been that high since the last time they made the playoffs. Next question comes from Pierre in San Francisco. He's got a new quarterback uh, named Jimmy. Let's hear from Pierre here. Do you remember in Indianapolis there was a there was a couple of questions actually. There was a Super Bowl event at my place that we um, participated in. Hopefully you remember that. And there's another time. Do you remember me running down on a special team and tackling you as the kickoff returner? Do you remember that? There's video footage of that too as well. <laughs> 
I don't. Pierre tackled I don't, Maurice. I don't How that. many? <laughs> it says that there's video to prove it. It, and it might slapped. be. I don't remember that, but I do remember the event at his house. Mm. It was it was fun. We had a good time. We were in Indy. Um, he's a, he was a young player at the time, and uh, I was hanging out with Antoine Bethea, one of my good friends in the league, and he was on the Colts, and we were having a good time, and we went from one event, and then we kind of took it to the after party at his house, which was downtown, which was cool, and uh, a guy brings out some dice, mm. and. You know, the old me is like, go ahead and show these guys what you can do. But this new guy that I was working on was like, no, you have to be reserved. And so I was trying to be reserved. <laughs> this and, new and, guy was working. And they that. would not let him. They brought the old guy out. And, uh, you poured uh, soap on the dice. No, yeah. no, that, that doesn't help. <laughs> and so I ended up teaching him how to. What ended up happening is I ended up teaching him how to play dice. It was pretty funny. Then he said he's gone to Vegas and had a good time doing it. That's Garcon? Yeah, Pierre. Is that right? You taught him the game of uh, dice. Yeah, it's, it's all probability, Chuck. We just had math class. And his, I don't know. We, I know how to play class. it in a sanctioned uh, in a sanctioned joint. I know how to throw the bones. I don't know how you do it against the wall in the alley. Yeah. Well, no, you don't see in the. So what we did, we had it on a pool on a pool table, so it doesn't have to hit off anything. You just have to. Just no, I know, but I don't understand how you keep track of what's happening. There. Oh, it's simple. You only you don't get like all the other extra side bets. You just only get the the face to face. So if you roll a six, that's you have to hit a six or an eight because those are the, they run together. So that's your side bet only can be an eight. So now it's he has to hit six to win. And so we were just, you know, it was teaching them simple Man, probability. Anything it, with math, I'm out on. Well, that's what I do. It's a fun a game guy. to play with the it family is. as the holidays approach. Well, Monopoly. You over, yeah. That's all Monopoly yeah. is. I'm a backgammon girl. Oh. Backgammon. Yeah. I'm a Yahtzee. Yeah. Yahtzee. That's <laughs> every time when I hit my point, I yell Yahtzee. It's awesome. So Maurice is a Yahtzee person. Uh-huh. Your backgammon in the yeah, world. I'm Connect it. Four, of course. I mean, everybody oh, knows about that. That's a know, great one. My three world championships there. Really, we have to have one here. Yeah. I think I'm. I'd love. I'd love to sit by and uh, and watch you guys play and observe. I'll, I may even jump in and Strategy. play a record. I'll play a recreation. What we need to know. What we need to do is get a a tournament. See who wants to sign up in here. Okay. Yes. And we can do it. And we can. I can't be a part of that. I because reti- I retired many years ago. You could come out of retirement. Yeah. No, 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 the, the, I don't. No, no. What if it's for charity? No, no. I, I, I don't play comp- charity. Of- right. I w- I'll participate in the name of charity, but okay. understand it's not a competitive. I, I no longer play competitive. Four. Of course not. I don't play competitive four anymore. I play recreationally. I play for you know. I play for pleasure. Sports done a lot for me. I'm not going to disrespect it by doing anything less He's than definitely 100%. scared. Yeah, that's what that sounds uh-huh. like. You think you could defeat me in Connect Four, Maurice? You lost to Jarvis <gasps> Landry at NFL. Honors. That's so embarrassing, Shaq. That's because I was distracted, and I and Jarvis so, Landry's a whoa. nice guy, and I didn't want to hurt his confidence. That was, so was that before or after you retired? Yeah, that was after <laughs> I had retired. See, that proves I'm that's not playing competitive for any longer. Anymore. I'm not scared of you fourteen. Lost the juice. I'm not scared of fourteen. <laughs> I challenge anyone. Yeah. In a game of Connect Four. All right. Challenge someone besides me right now. Challenge the Wolves. Let's Whoever do it. Let's wants do it. Let's All right. go. All right. I'm ready. All right. Next week, let's get a four board in here, and we'll see who uh, who can win that one. All right. Next up, what do we want to go to here? Oh, I've been waiting to ask this one for a while now. Kevin McClain dropped us this on uh, on Twitter here. Let's uh, let's take a look here. This one's this one's going to be tough to figure out. He asks, uh, Kevin says, why are people so mean to each other? Maurice, I'm going to start with you on this. You know, this is <laughs> this is one of the, the things that uh, I've been dealing with the last couple of weeks with my children. You know, it's they ask these questions a lot. Hmm. I feel like some people just want people to feel, if they feel miserable, they want other people to right. feel that way. So they're just going to be, hey, I'm going to be mean to you so you can feel like me. Instead of saying, you know, I'm going to help you so you don't feel like me so you can help me. Yesterday, I was with uh, my boxing coach mm. and uh, Ike's guy that we always train out here. And we were talking. I'm like, dude, you know what? Sometimes it's not the workout that I need. It's just I need someone to express all my, my issues to so I can feel better. Right. <laughs> and as I'm expressing my issues, I'm punching, you know, and I'm like getting all that out. That's super therapeutic. It, it, that's all it is. And sometimes you need it doesn't need to be a therapist or it doesn't need to be <laughs> right. a shrink. Uh-huh. You just need someone that that'll listen to you. An outlet. An outlet. And so those people that are mean. Reese's version of eat, pray, love. (laughs) Those people that are mean, 
they don't have that outlet. And so yeah. what do they do? They keep building, building, building. And so they're like, well, I feel miserable. So I'm going to want, I want to check to feel miserable as me. Yeah. And that's the issue. It comes from a place, I think, of insecurity a yeah. lot of times. And then some people, I think, like to project things on others just because of the way that they feel in their lives. But, yeah, ultimately, I think it's it's way more about the person that's being mean than the person who's being, you know, crapped all over. I think that's exactly right, as a matter of fact. I often see, you know, listen, everybody has issues. There's a, there There are no maybe... Perfect. There may be three to five percent of all human beings, and I and it is the it is the quality I envy most in people that I encounter. The people who legitimately do not worry about what anybody else thinks of them. You know, and I don't mean I don't mean that they're myopic. I mean that they're not that they're self confident enough that they're not obsessively right. thinking. Did, did I do okay? I mean, you know, my life is spent in torment. Like, <laughs> I don't think that person likes me that much. I, right. They oh, this person has better things to do than talk to me right now. I that's my entire. Uh, worldview and so I try not to you to take that emotion and then put it on other people but there is a percentage of people who do exactly what you're talking about Maurice it reveals itself their insecurity by being mean to other people yeah Yeah. now with the Pittsburgh Steelers being mean to the Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals that's just doing that's just doing that's their that's their job that's all they're doing that's not well that's also Bill Belichick not sending Jimmy Garoppolo to the Browns in the draft and saying you know what you guys treated that was mean too a yep. long time ago, and I'm going to hold you to it, even though everyone there is not there. Mm-hmm. This is a completely different owner. Everyone is, but that organization treated me wrong, so I'm going to go ahead and send Jimmy to the other side. But does throwing shade at someone count as being mean? It depends on what kind of shade, though. Depends if it's funny. Right? Yeah. By the way, no more of this nonsense of people saying, like, it was just a joke, everybody. Lighten up. Well, first, establish that you're funny. JK. And then you can be making jokes. There's certain people I'm seeing standing in uh, at podiums who say to the press, Oh, it's just a joke. Everybody lighten up. Like, no, no, no. You have, there is no, there's nothing on your resume that says that you're a funny, funny. person. You don't get to hang your hat on the funny Well, thing. I was going to say the guy that kind of got on all of us about picking the Raiders over the Bills. Oh. And he was so upset on Twitter. And I, I had to respond. I normally don't respond. Thanks for watching. <laughs> that, is that not funny? I was dying laughing. I, I mean, what what more do you need to know? A Bills fan. I mean, what kind of weird world are we living in now that uh, that a Bills fan is talking trash at us now? I don't know. You said that too, and I, I was love like, it. Well, "I love the Bills. Watching. I hope they're good. I, I hope they're good too. I love their fans. All right, listen. I I uh, I love our Tuesdays together here doing uh, doing the Q and A. Always good too. times." Now, there was no mean-spirited stuff in here at all. I, You know what? I just noticed there's a Connect Four that comes past the screen. Yeah, with a trophy. That is hilarious. Heisman. It's one of my claims to fame. That Maurice. is hilarious. We'll get it in here next week. <laughs> By the way, I do want to say before uh, we say our before we toss it to my conversation with, uh, with Ike Taylor, Maurice, when we sat down today, gave me the business, the wolf. He said, where's your Halloween costume? And I said, what are you talking about, Maurice? Where's yours? He's a lifeguard? He's wearing a sweatshirt that says <laughs> lifeguard on it. That does. That's not a costume. Doesn't mean anything. Who are you to give me the business about anything? We coordinated our outfits today. Well, I wore this because it's raining today, too. I would have wore like a real lifeguard (laughs) thing. It was supposed to rain today, so I wore a lifeguard sweatshirt. This is lifeguard all over it. Go get your speedo. (laughs) This is amazing. I got to go get Marie some peeps. I got to pick up a Connect scoreboard. This is going to be a busy afternoon for me. Lots of homework. Great stuff. The Wolf. Watch her on uh, on Good Morning Football every Saturday. Ike, Garofolo, the rest of the gang. Marie Jones, Drew. Yep. Uh, oh, that's players smart. only power rankings. They're all over the place. Oh, and then also you hear his voice all the time. When you see Rams highlights, right. you hear Marie say like, hey, now, hey, now, that's a <laughs> see Tavon. Tavon's my boy. My, that's my guy now. Hey, Tavon. Hey. Gave me a little, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk more about pro football with uh, number 24, Ike Taylor. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Dave Damashek. All right, in Studio 66, look who it is, everybody. It's number 24 from the Pittsburgh Steelers, our pal, Ike Taylor. What's up, Shaq? How are you? Oh, we're not playing any music here today? You know no. what? That's fine by me because we don't there's need a lot it. of football to kibitz about, Ike. Let's start with this thing. Let's start, you know, they say uh, think globally, act locally. So let's start with the pro football team for whom you toiled for all those years. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they win again. The defense does not allow a touchdown. Playing well. First question, though, 
do you feel on some level like the defense that the Steelers defense got a little exposed by Matt Stafford, who put a much bigger number on them than any QB proceeding had. And that's maybe not coincidental. If you're a cynic, you might say, well, that's the first high-end quarterback they've played all year. Well, you know how I feel about Matthew Stafford, Shaq. I feel like if you can drop Matthew Stafford on any Super Bowl team, they will still win the Super Bowl with Matthew mm. Stafford as the quarterback. That's how good I feel about Matthew Stafford. Now, the Pittsburgh Steelers playing somebody of his caliber with his arm strength and his accuracy, it's going to be hard. So he was dropping dimes. We were talking about this earlier. He was dropping dimes, and he was dropping dimes in cover two, which is hard. So he already knew the coverages before Pittsburgh Steelers tried to disguise or try to get him to read it on the run, so say. So Matthew Stafford, man, it's going to be hard, you know, to, to emulate another quarterback like Matthew Stafford. So you're going to give up them yards, but they didn't give up any touchdowns. It, it really is a specific skill that Matthew Stafford has. Right. Every NFL quarterback would like to be able to do what he was doing, which yep. is – Throwing lasers 25, 30 yards throwing up them. the sideline over over the right over. fingertips. He's, he's throwing them right over fingertips and dropping it right in his receiver's hands. I mean, you've got some rangy linebackers on the Steelers with Watt and right. Shazier uh, at all, and he's dropping it right over their hands right over. and right in front of the DB, right in front of Mike Mitchell trying to close it out. I don't know how many NFL quarterbacks Not are capable of doing that. Yeah, Not it's very much like Troy Aikman in the early 90s. Right. Too young a reference for you. You're right. Too old a reference for you, Ike. Right. Martavis Bryant, what do you make of this? Juju is everyone's darling. Apparently, right. he's the most popular Pittsburgher no in the question. history of Pittsburgh. Right. How do you – but if you're Martavis Bryant right now, how where, where does this melodrama stand? It, it seems to me this is sort of like history's latest. You like your comic books. It's like uh, Thor and Loki, right. you know, like right. uh, Angel and Devil. You know, you got, uh, um, you know, Shaq and Kobe now. So – Juju thrives. Right. How's Martavis this week? We're talking about one game he started. So if I'm Martavis, I really I, I get out my feelings, stop talking to the media, and I get back to work. Mm. Because I think Reggie Wayne said it best. Like, Reggie Wayne played 14 years being the number two receiver after Marvin Harrison, a Hall of Famer. He could be the same way. He, meaning Martavis Bryant, could be the same way after Antonio Brown. So, you know, going down to the playoffs, they're going to be looking to double a B, you about to eat mm-hmm. well. Cause last time I I remember I checked my last memories was your playoff memories when you was going ham in the playoffs against Denver when you went when you went ham against Cincinnati. I remember those clearly. So why why be impatient now? Like it's cool. Juju is the new kid on the block. I getting it. He getting some shine. He's supposed to. He's in the slot. Nobody has tape on him. Uh, Coach Ty Haley is using him very well inside and outside. I get all that. You know, later on during the half, the last four games, heading on to the postseason, that's when Martavis come in. So I get I, I get it. Celebrations is in. You're not part of the celebrations right now. You and your fellas, I understand. But if you can look at the marathon and see, boy, I can't wait to the end of the season, these last four games in this playoffs, because that's when I make my money. That's what Martavis have to see. Now, on Juju's standpoint, he started one game. So, I'm not going to get excited. Don't drop that third down pass, Juju. For a minute there, he was almost – he was uh, hey. doing his celebrations, everything. They dropped what appeared to it's be cool. a critical third down pass. And it, and it was, Shaq. But at the same time, the more you play, the more tape you get. That's right. And I'll tell you this. Here's, here's the other thing that I would legitimately, if Martavis were sitting here with us now – uh, I would give him some some uh, very subtle moves of how to beat the uh, beat the corner at the line of scrimmage if he's trying you? to play. Ma- yeah, I would just uh, t- I'd coach him up a little bit, but then I'd get into the emotional side. No, he, he's good at beating the corner. I know, but the there are little tricks tricks of the which tree. Damage you know? would have. Would, I, I'm not going to tell you here and now. I don't have time to to get into the whole thing. But uh, but what then I would then talk to him about is the emotional side of things and say this: Martavis, when not if when you catch a touchdown pass for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All the bad stuff is going to go away. Your team's going to rally around you. Everybody's going to make you a part of the celebration. You will be a critical element going forward. So don't worry about where you are now. Focus, like you say, on on your opportunity, making the most of it. Well, Coach Coach T said the best. I think so. Coach T said the best, like, you know, he's glad Martavis is pissed off. Because he wants guys to be pissed off. talk about that all the time. Yeah, because they're not getting the ball. But – 
when you start going, when you're not talking to me that you're pissed off and you talking to social media and outside sources that you pissed off, now I have a problem. Well, speaking of a problem in social media, I thought that I was friends with Vontez Burfick, but then I looked on Sunday night and he had blocked me. I, no, he didn't. Yeah, he blocked me on Twitter. What did you say? I don't. I well, I don't know if it was the the repeat airings of me showing him doing hey, this. Hey, Ryan, now. Emma, can y'all get me <laughs> what Sheck said? Because obviously the dude blocked him for a reason. I said a lot of things. I I show the video all the time of him running off the field in the wild card round with ninety seconds. So that's to, the only thing you said. Well, I also say that he takes cheap shots at guys, which he does. It's like we. And he, what else? He should take a look in the mirror. He knows that's true. Oh, okay. I mean, that's not bad. I, I was. I mean, I say a lot of things. I was just wondering why he blocked you. I don't know, but you know what? Vontez is going to find out too. Can play at that game. Then. So what you going to do? I'm going to block him back. What do you think of that? What's our next segment? Because this is all right. Let's. <laughs> Shake say he's going to block him. He's back. getting blocked. I was watching Shady, and it occurs to me, you know, I, I, I'm smitten now with 26 Levy and Bell's running style. Never seen anything like it Ever. before. But I think Shady remains in my top three favorite runners. Unlike quarterbacks or really any other position, the the there are so many different ways to skin the cat and be a successful running back. It's a style. It's an art form, if you will, if I'm not getting too uh, too silly with it. Who's your favorite? I would go Shady. I'd go Le'Veon Bell, Billy Sims, and Sweetness. Those are my favorite running styles I've seen in my life. Who's your favorite? I will go Lev Bell. I will go Shady, and I will go a throwback. I will go, for a short period of time, Bo Jackson. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, he was fun to – yeah, he uh, nothing like that, the combo of speed and power. Nothing. Earl Campbell, he's another one whose style I like. He has a – Shady has a little Earl Campbell oh. to him. They both love to dangle that ball way out there, but Shady doesn't no. fumble as much as Earl Shady Campbell. Shady is, is a, a Warwick Dunn slash Brian Westbrook. Um, oh, that's a, that's completely different than what I would say. I would say Shady is OJ – 80% OJ Simpson, 20% Earl Campbell. Not as rugged, not as fast as those guys, but – but, uh, you know, one of the air is great runners. And he's getting to be on, right on the cusp there of a Hall of Famer, as a matter of fact. Who, Shady? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, Shady, you he give two more, yeah, he get two more years like this? No question. No question. Give him two more years, what he's doing right now? Bill's going to the playoffs? Man, that's tough. I'm rooting for him, Mike. I, I'm definitely rooting for him. Those but fans deserve it. Yeah, they deserve it, but it ain't a – I can't say it's – Patriots are going. Steelers are going. Okay. The uh, the Texans or Jags or Titans are going, okay. but it's likely that the winner of that division is going to be somewhere around nine and seven. So probably not a wild card there. Does KC go? And then in the West, you have KC. And maybe a, the Chargers catch up there. Yeah, it's 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 open. Uh, other than KC, it's it's kind of it's kind of open because I can't see Trevor Simeon. <sighs> the way you're not asking him to come back from seventeen down. You ask him to manage and control the league. I I get that. Uh, the Raiders they just too inconsistent. And you you probably the only analyst been saying this about the L.A. Chargers. Them boys have a shot. Man, they, uh, they boy oh boy on Sunday. They, they, Once they, again, those ghosts. Talk yeah. about ghosts, Ike. Yeah. I don't know what happens when teams play the. You know well, I know what happens. People get they look across the sideline, and I've asked a lot of players this over the years, and said you don't ever look across the sideline before a game and say like, oh my goodness, that's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. We're in some trouble. And every player says, no, you don't notice that kind of stuff. Well, then why do you do things that you would never do in that? Why, why, why did Anthony Lynn on the first series? What was that jazz with uh, with trying to kick a 50-something yard field goal in the rain? Of course you would go for it against any other team in that situation. But against the Patriots, we got to shake things up some reason. Travis Benjamin running into his own end zone, that would just not happen against another team. They get in, they get in your no, head. You feel like, i got to be just perfect. Nah, i got to make it's, special it's, plays. It's, it's, it's the pressure. It's, it's That's not right. The team. It's not the team you playing. It's the pressure at that present moment. That's what it is. Shaq has nothing to do with who you playing. It's just your mind telling you, man, this is a crucial time. That first play on defense been a crucial time. So all all of a sudden we're going to emphasize the last play. That that first touchdown I gave up in the first quarter hurts just as well as that last touchdown I gave up in the fourth quarter. So 
It's like we, as humans, we psych our mind to say the end is pressure time. That's why you see these good and great from basketball, baseball, to football players. They don't think pressure. They don't know nothing about pressure. Is that pressure. right? You really think that? Yeah, they, they know nothing about pressure. Matter of fact, the more pressure you put on yourself, the more they feel like it's practice. I feel like I've always said to myself, not that this is exactly comparable to playing in the Super Bowl or a huge playoff game, uh-huh. but, you know, the first few times I went on TV, I would get nervous. You know, oh, I hope I don't uh, forget what I'm supposed to say or whatever. And I used to always say to myself, oh, wait a second. This is the f- most fun part of why you're trying to have this career. Now you're Now you're getting to do it. This is the moment. This should be fun. If it isn't, then what's the whole point? I bet you Tom Brady feels like, well, this is what I'm living for. I'm I, oh. October is October. I'm I'm here in this big game with two minutes left. This is what I'm playing for. It's this moment. I mean, it's all about instead reps. of shrinking from it, embrace it. It's all about reps. So when I first started with the network, you know, I, I got nervous too because I didn't know what to expect. I'm not used to somebody saying thirty. Okay, I you got ten seconds. Wrap it up. Like I didn't go to school for that. So, and I got to try to hit my points. So I like to I like to paint the picture, so saying. So I couldn't paint the picture. I just had to make one or two bold statements. So at first that was nerve nerve wrecking for me, but at the same time it took reps. So the more reps I got, you know, I felt like I got better. Same thing with football players. The more reps you get, everything becomes practice. I'm gonna tell you when I stopped being nervous. This this one I knew I was like, oh yeah, this is football is so much fun. 2010, that Super Bowl. No jitters, no nothing, no nothing. Everything was in slow motion. So from 2010, from the time I retired, everything just, the matrix, as they would say. Hmm. Everything for me was like being in the matrix. Like I'm sitting on the sideline doing a national anthem. I'm like, damn, I'm not even nervous. Like I'm looking around like, Oh, man, I get it. Like, I'm in the Matrix. I get it. And from that point on, Shaq, I never got nervous. From 2010 to the time I retired, I wasn't nervous for a situation or a game. And I don't know what it was. Oh, well, you better figure it out because if you can figure that out and then tell other players about it, you'll uh, you'll make I don't a know. fortune. I don't, it, it, just, it just happened. It just happened. Like, I'm sitting at the Super Bowl. And we're about to kick off. Didn't have a jitter, hmm. and if you ask some people, they was like, "Okay, if you if you got ice in your veins like that, it, it doesn't mean anything to you." No, you ain't never been in my situation. You ain't never been in this situation. You looking at this from afar. I'm still showing passion. I'm still loving the game. It's just the game really. The game put me in the matrix. Put me in the matrix. I was like, God, I'm I'm so glad we talking about this. Because since we talking about this, I'm just realizing, like, since 2010, your jitters left. I want to I, I f- figure this out because I am endlessly fascinated by the, the way professional athletes think. And it is definitely considerably different than the way average people think. When we're watching on TV and how nervous fans are and players like, no, we never think about that. Because like, what? You don't? Because that's all we're thinking. You know, you know it's, it's simple. But it's 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 so big, you know. You know what separates us from from the average person, aside from superhuman physical ability. Yes, we don't mind getting critiqued and criticized because we we get that all the time. You just well, don't. I wouldn't say everybody's okay with that. You, you a lot come, of guys don't like it. You come immune to it. Coaching. All, all right, let me put it in the Andy better. Andy Dalton way. doesn't like it. Let me put it in a better form. We don't mind getting coached. So it's just like your boss telling you, hey, Shaq, I think you need to work on this. I don't like the way you're doing this. Are you going to work on it or are you going to go in the tank? Same way, same way. Well, in I, my case, I go in the tank and I have my it's, feelings hurt. It's, it's all getting critiqued and getting coached. Some coaches coach harder than others. Some coaches have a different coaching style. That's that's the difference to separate us from other – we get so immune – to either criticism or constructive criticism, it doesn't bother you no more. So when I shoot something back at you, oh, you feel some kind of way. Now you feel some kind of way. When I beat a reporter, 
you feel some kind of way. So you asking me how my day was or why did I have a bad game? Let me ask your boss how many days out the year <laughs> he felt like you was bad. That's when we fell in love with Ike Taylor the first time when uh, the departed black tie threw the Calvin Johnson first half in your face and you threw it back at him like, oh, black tie, you never had a bad day at work? Yeah, it wasn't it's, on TV, at least. Right. <laughs> that was funny. All right, let's go get some uh, shady side up eggs, and we can dance and do whatever else you want, Ike. Nah, you – No? Much, too much time on his hands. All right. He wanted to dance. What? I, to... I listen. I like to cut a rug. All right, listen. Ike Taylor, good morning football, the weekend edition. Don't miss it. The Wolf, all the rest. Ike Taylor, Monday nights, the, uh, the end game. Listen, Ike's all over the place breaking it down for you. Make sure you check him out. You're listening to David Damashek. All right, well, that's that. It's been more than enough today. Another Gangbusters Q&A, a good visit with, uh, with Ike and uh, Maurice and the Wolf. Good times all the way around. We'll be back later in the week for more Huey and Applesauce. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. Yes. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.